We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. This is from Poop to Gold. My guest today is Devin Stone. Welcome, Devin. Hi. It's uh, really great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Devin has a YouTube channel called Legal Eagle. Yep. Devin is a lawyer, and he likes to analyze things in the law that aren't, you know, aren't regularly analyzed, I'd say. You've got a series on there of Real, Real Lawyers React where you kind of break down things inside of um, movies or popular culture from kind of a legal perspective, a real legal perspective, as opposed to whatever the writers were coming up with, right? Yeah, right. I mean, the, the goal of the channel is to help people think like a lawyer. And uh, the, I think the best way to do that is to talk about the things that people really care about, which happens to be often portrayals of lawyers in courtrooms in popular media. So uh, series like uh, Law and Order or uh, Suits, for example. And, uh, you know, in law school, we learn to uh, analyze the law in crazy legal situations and it just so happens that uh, most of the movies and TV shows that we deal with even if they're not explicitly about lawyers or, or the law they happen to invoke things that would uh, run afoul of so many different laws that we have in this country so it's uh, really bringing some of the training that I have from law school and being a practicing litigator and uh, talking about how Willy Wonka has broken so many different labor laws and he'd be in jail for years and Batman would be uh, you know in, in Arkham along with Joker for for hundreds of years for all the crimes that he has committed as well. Very cool. What are some of your favorites that you've done? Like I've I've seen um, Liar Liar where you kind of break that down. That's um, that's fun. Like what are some? I've seen the one where you. Well, that's that's the that's the other series of, of laws broken where you go into like the Sokovia Accords, right? And all right. That stuff with the Avengers. Um, like, what what are some of the highlights for you of the ones that you've done? You know, I I really like legal comedies okay. that have some accuracy to them. Okay, uh, it's it's really no fun when something really doesn't have any. Like basis in reality right. at all, yeah. though, where they're just yeah. making it up. Right. They n haven't done any of their research. Yeah. They're just like, oh, this is the way I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like that's that's no fun for me. I'm I, I always like to be pleasantly surprised that the writers of these TV shows or movies actually knew what they were talking about. And uh, so one of my favorites is probably Better Call Saul because oh, okay, yeah. not only is that uh, I, mean, I was a huge Breaking Bad fan. Yeah. Um, and Better Call Saul just nailed so many things that you just never see on TV. And then the other one that, that I was uh, surprised about, although I really shouldn't be because they had the best writers uh, in history, is The Simpsons. Uh, there's an episode where uh, Bart and Lisa help someone sue the makers of Itchy and Scratchy, <laughs> and they happen to absolutely get some really arcane parts of copyright law absolutely right. Uh, even going going so far back because it was it was dealing with um, an example that was basically like Disney itchy and scratchy was really just a stand-in for Disney okay yeah. and so they were going back to I think they called it steamboat itchy um, and and <laughs> yeah they, they were not hiding anything there. yeah <laughs> it was it was pretty clear who yeah. they were trying to uh, to, uh, to, to call back there. yeah and uh, the, the funny thing is there was a change in the copyright law 
80 years ago at the time when this thing came out. And so they, they got those details right in terms of what you had to do to get a copyright back then. So uh, I'm, I'm just a huge sucker for The Simpsons anyway. And to, to see that they got the legal aspects of it right in such a complicated area, I was just, I was very, very happy about that. Well, what's really impressive about your channel is that you have over 600,000 subscribers. So this is resonating, right? And, and I'm assuming that it's not just with lawyers. I'm sure you've got a lot of lawyers that follow, that follow <laughs> yeah. your channel. Um, there, there are a lot of them in the world, but a lot of people just casually following just out of general interest, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And you've got this fun format where essentially when people comment, you are asking them to like object to what right. you're saying, right? Right. I, I ask for comments in the form of an objection rather than a comment in the form of a comment. And, and uh, I, I have the power to overrule or sustain their objections in the comments. And, you know, it's, it's really easy to get drunk on that kind of power. <laughs> you're the judge of your own channel. <laughs> I am. Some people, awesome. some people have called me out for being both the judge and the judge lawyer and on the my lawyer. channel. Yeah, where you're the, <laughs> you're the lawyer doing the analysis and, and breaking things down and stuff. And then you're the judge at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's just way too much power. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I assume I have a fair number of, of lawyers who are, are watching the channel and, and you know, knock on wood, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're not uh, too upset with my legal analysis. Hopefully I'm getting things right. But I think, uh, you know, people also just want to know about all the laws that uh, are around us all the time. It's incredibly uh, complex. I mean, no one can know all of the laws uh, in this country and, and, and people have um, noted that uh, probably every single day, every single American breaks some law. Yeah, basically you say on the channel, everything's illegal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for better or worse. Yeah. Oh man, that's fun. So, how did you decide on YouTube? As yeah, what 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 brought you to YouTube as a means for basically getting this information out there? Um, how, what what's your journey of like where where this started up? Yeah, you know, part of it is that I think YouTube is or is becoming the sort of premier social media channel. And part of it is that I just happen to watch a lot of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. um, I'm addicted to learning how to do things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, if there's anything that I have a question about in my daily life, I turn to YouTube to yeah. try to learn it. It's your search engine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it is absolutely my primary search engine uh, when it comes to knowledge or, or, or how to do something. And um, so, so I've always really enjoyed the the sort of medium of, of the audiovisual nature of, of YouTube and uh, I didn't really get to use much of that in in practice we, we would do it occasionally if we're in court sometimes our demonstratives are going to be videos um, but for the most part uh, there wasn't much that I was using in practice. Uh, I, I happen to have this weird background in that when I was in high school, though, um, it was right at the time that Digital 8 had come out. So it was the first time that uh, consumer camcorders could, you know, you could transfer it to a computer. The 8-track. Uh, yeah, the 8-millimeter tape. Oh, the 8-millimeter tape, not the 8-track. Yeah, okay. The Digital 8 as far as, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. And yep. it was it, what facilitated it was was this new thing called Firewire mm -hmm. just came out and you could uh, connect your Firewire connector to your Sony camcorder yeah. and connect it to the computer. Transfer it digitally, yeah. And um, so in high school, my uh, senior English teacher gave us the option of either writing a, what seemed like a, a huge paper. I, in my mind, it was like 30 pages long. Mm -hmm. In high school, it's probably 10 pages long, yeah. which you know I could write that in a night right yeah. now. Um, but you know, my three best friends in high school and I said, 
to hell with this this paper writing nonsense. We're gonna just do a video instead. We we were given the option of doing a video essay. Yeah, and we ended up spending way way more time on, on the, the video. on the video essay. Uh, it ended up being an hour long. Mm -hmm. It was an SNL style uh, parody of every work of English literature that we had read in English class. Yeah, uh, we got our friends to act in it, and. Uh, Along the way, we learned how to shoot things and how to edit things, and it was a it was a skill that I would use occasionally. Yeah. But um, you know, I after watching YouTube for years, I decided that the best way to to uh, to participate was to actually go out and make videos myself. So I, I I started the channel, and and the rest is history. Now I'm now I'm the most popular lawyer on YouTube, which is an <laughs> insane thing to say. It's <laughs> pretty cool though. So do you have a team behind you that helps you? Film these now? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm building it out. I, I I've been lucky enough to work with some amazing video editors, uh, basically from the start. Uh, because I had that background in uh, video editing, I knew how much time it took, and that that was definitely not where uh, my time was best spent. So uh, I've been been working with uh, a couple of video editors for a while now, and 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 I mean, they make me look good. I they, they they're so good at what they do. I'm so happy for it. And and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm building out. I'm uh, I work with a legal researcher to help me when I'm writing my scripts. But, uh, you know, I, I really want to ramp up production, so I will need some more help uh, along the way. Very cool. One of the things I appreciate about your video or your videos is the fact that you try to keep it clever. You try to incorporate humor. You're not just, you know, going for dry. You're very well, much you. trying, to, trying to take advantage of the format of the medium and do something that no one else is doing there. So um, kudos to you and your team on that. How do you come up with your creative ideas for for these types of videos? Like, what's your what's your brainstorming process for that? You know, it's a couple of things. Okay. I'm I'm lucky enough now that I, I sort of have momentum in that my uh, my viewers and subscribers will actively tell me what they want to see. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a video coming out actually today. Uh, as we're recording this, of uh, a legal analysis of a trial in SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. I had no idea that there was a trial scene in SpongeBob SquarePants where Plankton sues uh, Mr. Crab for um, negligence because he slipped and fell in the restaurant, okay. uh, which is incredible because it's based on a real case. Yeah. Um, but people uh, reached out to me and let me know that they wanted to see my legal analysis of that. So uh, partially, it's it's really listening to what the the fans want to see. Yeah, your commenters, your yeah. your subscribers. You know, in terms of the news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crazy legal things are coming out every day so it's it's really a, a process of of uh deciding what crazy thing in the government is going on that we're going to talk about uh, or in a, a, a legal case uh and then you know part of it is just what i what i would want to see yeah. i have some things some new series working in the background that i haven't released yet that are going to be more narrative and story based um you know trying my hand at, at, at writing some screenplay related things okay. that are still law related but it's um it's it's stuff that i would be interested in seeing yeah. if uh, if you know i was a law student or or interested in the law and the true crime genre so uh, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I get, I get a lot of feedback and people tell me what they like and what they don't like. So I'm, I'm just trying to, to, uh, you know, give people what they want. So part crowdsourcing, 
part kind of watching what's in the news and just deciding, oh, what would be kind of cool to do? And then like part just your gut of what you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sc- scratching an itch. Yeah. And just ultimately creating for you something that you think would be cool and you're an extension of a larger audience, right? And have you ever read the book, The User Method? I haven't. No. Oh, it's a good one. Anyway, you should check that out. It talks about creating first. It, it, it talks about actually more like inventing something, um, but I think it applies to just um, creating in general. Um, so let me ask you about your from poop to gold moment. Like what's, what's a crappy situation that you've run into either in your career, personal life, whatever it may be, that has turned into something positive? What comes to mind when I ask about that? So I would say that there are there are two situations that come to mind, one of which is just a, a sort of a legal war story, and the other is, I guess, part of my journey as becoming a YouTube creator. The, the war story is that there was a time when I, uh, I, I lost my temper with another attorney who was doing something that was incredibly slimy. And um, we there was a, a, a conference that we lawyers need to do. In order to file certain motions, you have to meet with the other side. And so I had previously lost my temper with this attorney. So he thought I was a huge hothead uh, that was totally lacking any self-control. And he, he blindsided me by hiring a court reporter to transcribe our meeting, thinking that he was going to get me to um, <laughs> to say something crazy. To snap again. Yeah, which is something I've never heard of happening to another lawyer, that getting blindsided with someone to record the conversation. Uh, you know, the thing is that uh, he didn't realize that, uh, you know, I have a, a long background in debate and uh, as a, a, a trial lawyer. So I am I'm pretty uh, well under control of what I'm able to say when, when I when I need to. And it turned out that I was able to use the transcript of our conference because he had done some things that were totally unethical and he had completely lost it. And I was able to take the transcript, which probably shouldn't have existed in the first place, put it in front of the judge and say, look at what this guy is doing. And he was unprepared because he thought he was going to get me uh, in, a, in a bad situation. So you used it as uh, evidence actually against him. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Uh, and, and so the other thing that comes to mind is that in April of last year, uh, I left um, the, the large corporate firm that I was, I was a, a senior associate at uh, because I wanted to go out on my own. And uh, I, I wanted to build my own practice, my own firm, and, and work on, on my own business. And uh, there were a few months where I was not sure what was going to happen. And so it gave me some flexibility to experiment with my YouTube channel. And lo and behold, uh, a few months later in July of last year, of 2018, the channel just popped and it went from 15,000 subscribers to 150,000 subscribers, basically in the matter of uh, a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. And the rest is history. And I never would have predicted that a year, almost to the day, as we're recording this, that I'd have over 600,000 subscribers. So there were, there were some times when you know, you're, you're, you're wondering what's going to happen next and you're, you're sort of aimless. Uh, you know, I spent a, uh, over a decade with basically the same lawyers working with my mentors, working with uh, younger associates, and you have this whole framework. And to then go off on your own, it's really a huge transition. And oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that it has turned out the way that it has. Yeah, that's fantastic. So how much of your time now are you spending on actual legal um, 
you know, doing regular lawyer things for clients yeah. Yeah. as opposed to maintaining a YouTube business. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still a practicing lawyer, okay. uh, but the YouTube stuff is is slowly uh, pushing out uh, all my, my client work. Uh, what, what's your percentage right now of, of like... It's probably ratio. Uh, it's probably sixty percent YouTube, forty oh, wow. percent legal work. So it's or, actually or business. yeah, it's actually surpassed it at this point. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I have had to turn away new clients. Uh, you know, the the YouTube platform is amazing at, at getting the word out, and and people are interested in my skills as a trial attorney and uh, someone that has a, a long basis in um, in copyright. Copyright, but, yeah. You know, it, uh, I I would love to continue to to, to work with people, but. Um, uh, the the YouTube stuff is <laughs> it's often more fun. <laughs> okay, there and you it's, go. It is, it's more is, fulfilling. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's a creative outlet. Um, I, I think I am, uh, you know, fulfilling the mission of of helping people think like a lawyer and uh, teaching them t- uh, about the laws that uh, are around us at, at all times. So. Um, it's, 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 it's a wonderful experience. I, I think everyone should have that experience of, of putting themselves out there and, and trying to make something creative because, um, often in our jobs, we, we don't have that opportunity and it's, it's stifling and, um, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's awesome. So let me ask, can you give our audience a little bit of your credentials when it comes to, um, copyright law? Like you said, you're, you're very deep into that world. Um, I, I didn't give any background at the beginning. I did. I focused a little bit more on on the YouTube channel. If you can speak speak a little bit to that, uh, uh, some yeah. of your experience there. Sure. So uh, I have. Uh, I've been a practicing trial lawyer for uh, eleven years now. Um, it, a lot of the cases that I've dealt with uh, involve copyright. Uh, I spent most of my career in Los Angeles and, and then moved to Washington D.C. a few years ago. Um, I have handled uh, copyright cases on behalf of large corporations that you would definitely have heard of uh, on behalf of uh, movie studios, directors, actresses, actors that you would have heard of. Um, and uh, some of the cases, uh, as uh, what happens is that uh, it, the copyright cases tend to be federal cases. And mm-hmm. uh, I have um, handled cases that have gone up to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, mm-hmm. uh, which is one step below the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um, we've handled a, a bunch of things in, in federal court um, and... Uh, I don't know that I've ever lost a copyright case. Uh, One case in particular uh, that was relatively recent is that uh, I was defending um, a group of actors, directors, and and, um, uh, producers associated with a a particular movie uh, that was uh, sued by a screenwriter who said that the movie infringed on the uh, the screenwriter's copyright because of a similarity in a a plot point. Um, the, The court disagreed, and as what happens... Uh, with copyright, uh, often there's fee shifting, which means that if you file a meritless copyright claim, the judge can award the defendants uh, their attorney's fees. So oh, this, this, sure. yeah. this plaintiff uh, ended up having to pay us uh, about $350,000 in attorney's fees uh, for throwing his lawsuit out of court. Oh, wow. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's... Uh, Good on you. It's, 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 a, it's a really interesting world uh, when you're dealing with copyright, and um, it's, it's something that uh, I think creators should probably learn more about because the stakes can be very, very high. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you go for your sources for the content for your YouTube channel, both in terms of, I guess it would be what you're analyzing. Yeah. If it's um, a popular culture element um, or in the news or something. And then also um, as far as like the, 
you know, the actual laws themselves or the, like the, the regulations or whatever you're following. Yeah. Here. You know, there, there's no substitute for good old fashioned legal research. And it, hopefully uh, I'm able to convey the, the law in, a, uh, in an entertaining way on the channel. But uh, what you don't see on, on the videos is that every single video has to be researched because the law is incredibly vast yep. and I'm, I'm uh, constantly worried that I'm going to say something that's incorrect. Uh, the laws change based on which state you're in or whether you're in the federal system versus in the state system. So you always have to do little caveats with things. <laughs> I always have to do caveats. I always have to look at the, the case databases and look at the statutes uh, that are on the books. Uh, I often um, use the California and New York laws because I uh, am accepted to the bar in California and New York. So I'm familiar with those particular laws. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm terrified that I'm going to get something wrong. So I do lots of research, often dozens of hours of research before I talk about the, the subjects that I talk about because the, the law is complicated even for lawyers too. So, um, you know, I really feel for the, uh, the people out there that, that, that have not gone to law school and, and don't have a law degree because it's, it's complicated for us, let alone everybody else. Wow. Yeah. So a lot, so much of your pre-production quote unquote for your given video is just the sheer amount of research, research of just reading laws, reading yeah, a bunch of reading, reading the cases, dry, terrible, awful things. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm saying this from, from my perspective. of course. <laughs> that's uh, why you need to hire a good lawyer. <laughs> that's right. That's why you need to hire a good lawyer. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Devin. Really cool to see a little bit into your brain as a lawyer. Love what you're doing and trying to kind of demystify that for the rest of us. Um, it's a really fun channel for our audience. Where where should they hit you up? Where do you want them to look for you? Uh, so uh, the main place is my YouTube channel, Legal Eagle, uh, youtube.com slash Legal Eagle. Uh, I have uh, another uh, website uh, that I created for creators to teach them copyright called copyrightcourse.com. So if there's anyone out there that uh, has issues with copyright, I've uh, both distilled, I think, what uh, copyright, uh, what creators need to know about copyright and also created sort of a methodology to deal with content ID claims on YouTube and, and that kind of stuff at copyrightcourse.com. Oh, that's very uh, useful. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, you can find me on social media, on Twitter at uh, Legal Eagle DJ. And uh, those are my the main ones you can find me at. Very cool. We've got a gift for you. Oh, from Poop to Gold. Thank you our, very much. Our book that covers the three C's of creative partnerships, creative culture, and creative processes um, at Harmon Brothers. And thank you again so much for your time. And oh, for my pleasure. And, and talking about this. And thank you all for joining us. Be sure to subscribe for more great content, and we'll see you on the next one. We all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary, or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step -step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. 
And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had. Um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.